are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to welcome you to church today. What a great crowd and uh, people attack this parking lot back over here. I know it's warm with the sun is coming in on your side. It's going to be warm this afternoon, but it'd be perfect tonight. And um, this morning, you can go ahead and turn your air conditioning on. If you want to start your engine, that'd be fine. And then uh, tonight, six o'clock, and uh, this evening should be beautiful. We'll have a wonderful, wonderful time together. I've appreciated these 11 weeks being called pastor to this great church. You're amazing people. Thank you for prayers and praying for the work of God. Thank you for becoming stronger in faith and stronger in America and loving this country more. And I, I believe more dedicated. And we're going to see that as we move back in. I want to thank you for putting up with online services. Quite frankly, it wasn't difficult for us, the 10 or 12 or so that were here. We were in our auditorium. But for you, it had to be very difficult in uh, your living rooms and trying to get your kids around and I appreciate God's people, and thank you for what you've done with tithes and offerings. You've kept it up, and these have been great days. And then we went outside, and then we had to go back inside, and now we're outside. This is my last service to be able to preach to you on the outside, and I've enjoyed it. I wanted all our men to have this experience. It's quite frankly very exhilarating to stand up here in this pulpit in just a moment to preach. Tonight, we'll have the joy to hear Pastor Cooper preach. And all God's people said, yeah. And then our, our, last, um, our last service together, and we'll be here, Ms. Treber not, but is on Wednesday night. And it's just gonna be, it, it's gonna be very unusual. It's gonna be very exciting uh, what we have planned. Next Sunday, I'll tell you more about it tonight. But next Sunday will be a day like I think you and your children, your mate will never forget. It's gonna be a day like no other day in history. I can hardly wait to be together. There won't be a choir next week, there will be an orchestra, and praise God for that. Uh, they'll be singing, there'll be specials, they'll be preaching. Uh, we have prepared for 11 weeks now, literally. We have prepared for your coming. We are going to make it so special for you. I will say that our theme, Welcome Home, is the theme we have covered in our hearts in every staff meeting, every prayer meeting, every day. We look forward to that day we could welcome you back home. And next Sunday is our day as a staff, men and women, to say welcome home to the great North Valley Baptist Church. And you'll see evidence of that as you come on this property and enter the building. We're looking forward to all that God's going to do. I don't say you have to dress this way, but it's everything around here these days is black and white. Uh, this is black and white. The buildings are painted black and white. And uh, we have a black and white uh, theme exactly next week. It's going to be great. And I think we'll enjoy all of it. I'd like you to take your Bibles, and I'm going to make my way to the other platform. First, um, Chronicles chapter 12. 
And if you could find your way to get there, it's a um, difficult message to preach from an outside religious, a setting like this, not for me, but for you, uh, because it would be great if we could just uh, stay real closely together with this and mark our Bibles. I, I don't know if that's possible, but um, I look forward so much to preaching this morning. I love you people so much. I, uh, I, uh, as you, I think I've had the hardest time being away from God's people. There's never been a church in the history of this world, as far as I'm concerned, that's been more supportive as pastor and his wife than the North Valley Baptist Church. You've risen to every occasion, every occasion, throughout these 44, almost 45 years. And I'm so very proud of God's people. It's a resilient church. It's a strong church. And I pray that the greatest days as we await his soon coming, and I believe we have a window. I really truly believe we have a window. I'm gonna do everything I can in that window to get our church back in the bus ministry and back in the Sunday school and back in singing, back in tithing, back in buying buildings and restoring buildings. I'm really looking forward to July 4th weekend where we have a voter registration day where we get everybody registered to vote. And um, we're doing our best to try to help people in the country get vote, voting. I won't tell you how to vote, but I will tell you to take the Bible and mirror the candidate to the Bible. We have had, we've had many governors and health officials and sometimes mayors have overstepped and this is not America. We don't understand in this country the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and this is gonna be a place where you're gonna hear a lot about that because we believe in religious freedom. And I thank God, I thank, I thank God so much at this point we have a president that believes that way and many governors. But, well your Bibles, let's, have a word of prayer. Father, these are the greatest people in all the world. I'm so grateful for them and for what they mean to me and to my wife personally. I pray that these would be great days as we prepare to move back into the building, the house of God, where we have met with God Almighty. And as we've been on this parking lot, we've been meeting with thee too and on the live stream. And I just pray that in these closing services this morning, tonight, and Wednesday night, we would have your divine touch in Jesus' name, amen. I imagine by now uh, you understand and I understand that businesses, schools, and churches were shut down 11 weeks ago. This is our 11th Sunday. We're all aware of that. Evidence is everywhere. But I hope you understand and recognize that this church will never shut down again. I'm grateful we shut down. We were led to believe, and I think probably sincerely led by many in the health media and health department, health, and in the, uh, uh, the political leaders. I believe in good faith they try to protect America at first. But the reach has gone way beyond what it should go. 
And not only are we going to return to normal, we are going to return to even a new normal. Greater prayer, greater soul winning, greater enthusiasm, greater dedication to the things of God. And I know that we're determined for that. I'm excited that about what's going to happen with the people of God. I'm excited to hear that choir, that orchestra, congregational singing, watching those buses come in and go out. It, it's going to shine again. The sun will shine again. That's the same spirit that was taking place in 1 Chronicles 12. In 11, chapter 11, Saul and his boys had died. It was an awful death. It was a death because of his rebellion against God. But his boys were also part of that consequence because of a father's indiscretion toward God. And consequently, now David is here. He'd already been anointed king, but he had been so often in hiding from Saul. You know the story. Now the men came to see him. And the Bible says they came from Ziglag. And they were among the mighty men. Thank God for mighty men. And they came as helpers of war. They said, David, you're reopening the ministry here. You're reopening the kingship. Just like we're going to reopen the church next week. And we want you to know we've got a band of people that are willing to stand by your side and work together to see the greatest days yet ahead. And by the way, the greatest days did come under David. But I think it was pivotal because of this chapter. They came to help him. And as we see this today, I want to just speak to you on this subject. A great work. A great work needs great helpers. A great work. This New Testament church is a great work. Jesus gave his life for the church. It's a great work. It's a great institution. It's the institution for every life, every marriage, every home, every senior saint, every young person, every child, every nursery child needs to be brought up at the house of God. It's a great church, a great work. And because of that, I want you to know these leaders came seven times. You'll find in verses 16 through 22 that they came to help. The word help. They're going to be helpers. We're coming to help. We want to help. We want to do what we can. And we begin with Judah, verse 24, he said, we'll help with shields and spears. Verse 25, Simeon, we'll help because we're mighty men of valor. Benjamin, verse number 29, I like this. They protected Saul, and verse 29 said, we're going to do the same thing for you, David. We will protect you. Verse number 30, there were men of valor, Ephraim. Verse number 31, Manasseh, we're here to, uh, we're here to make David king. We're here to establish you. Verse number 32, and it says we are, I love that verse. Let's take a look at it. Verse 32, and the children of Issachar were men which had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. We ought to have some people here that understand what hour we live in and what, this, what needs to happen right now. I find in verse number 33, Zebulun said, we're here and we can keep rank and we are not of a double heart. We are single-minded in our direction. This one thing I do. I think of the Bible, what the Bible says in verse 30, 34, I said, we bring a shield and a spear. The Danites, as well as the Asher, Asherites in verse 36, these were all 
the 12 tribes said, we're experts in war. And the Reubenites and the Manasseh half tribe, the Gadites said, we're ready for war. Each man brought his ability. Here's where our family is strong. This is what we can do. Here's where we're strong. Here's where I'm strong. I can defend. I can help God's man. I can, I can protect. I can be single-minded. Give me a job and I'll stay with it. I believe tonight, today, we're ready to find a task. Maybe you've already had the task. Maybe you're in the orchestra. Maybe you are a deacon. Maybe you are an usher. Maybe you are a parking lot attendant. And by the way, parking lot attendants, it has been incredible to watch you help us get these cars parked. And the, and the security people and all that have had a part, this beautiful platform, Brother John Morris and his dad, Brother John, they, they put the, we're not getting ready. It's going to stay for a month or two. You're going to see it around here. It's just been too good. We're not going to use it as a play set, but it's just going to be here for some other needs. Now tonight, today, I see this in the Bible. When God needed a prayer ministry, he touched the heart of Elijah and Elijah said, I'll call down fire from heaven. I'll call rain down from heaven. And he became a prayer warrior. Thank God for 64 men that showed up last night for prayer. This Saturday, it's going to be 100 men. We are going to magnify prayer in this church. Thank God for the men that have been walking around this property late Saturday nights and just praying that God would anoint it with fresh oil and something great would happen. When God said, I need a slingshot ministry, he said, David, would you do that? David said, I'm in. When God needed someone to walk around a wall, he had Joshua lead the people around the wall. When God needed a man to build a wall, he rose up a man by the name of Nehemiah and Nehemiah rose up and he built a wall in 52 days. When God needed people of faith, I mean real faith, what more can I say? The Bible says in Hebrews 11, and it begins to list all the men and women of faith. We're gonna have to have, as we go back in, a generation of people say, I have faith. I totally believe God. I'm not gonna swallow, I'm not gonna swallow the pill that it's over. I'm not gonna swallow the pill that which one is the Antichrist? Is he here? Well, I don't know if he's here or not, but I do know who's in here and who's right here and who's there and he never will leave us nor forsake us. When they needed a man to start a ministry to build a nation, Abraham said, I'll answer that call. And he began to lead the Ur of the Chaldees not knowing whether he went. And 700 miles later, with no map and no directions and no instruction, here's where you're going. He landed where God wanted him because he followed God. And 700 miles later, they established a place called Israel. Thank God for that. I want you to know when God needed someone to start a ministry to have a law. And the law was gonna be used in the courts of this land and other lands. He rose up a man by the name of Moses, and Moses gave us the law. I'm asking you today to consider like this text, and I hope you'll go back perhaps this afternoon and look at what all these people did, how that every one of them said, I can do this. 
I can do this. I can take care of this. You have a need. I'll never forget the day, and I just saw Lieutenant Colonel Harder over here, and we had a man on our staff. It was his last Sunday here. He was leaving Brother Mark Turner to go start a church in Southern California. And I told my men that day, that week, it was a big day, this season of the year, about right now. I said, fellas, stay within the bus route areas. Do not explode it out to other areas because we don't have enough buses to go there. I remember he didn't do it in defiance, but he just got so excited because he found a place called East Palo Alto. And he went in those streets and began to find boys and girls and men and women. And that Sunday, he brought them to church. I found out of it on Saturday night. I said, what have you done? My goodness. And he said, well, we'll have a good day tomorrow. How are you going to fault that? I want to believe, the, if I remember the numbers, he had 250 people on the buses he ran. I came to the church on Sunday night, and I said, well, his last service here. Got to go start a church. God bless him. But now we've got a problem. He reached 250 people for Christ today. We don't have a bus. We don't have a bus captain. We don't have a bus driver. Do you know what the invitation? A lady came forward and said, I'll be the bus captain. You know, there was a man by the name of Lieutenant Colonel Harder at the invitation right afterwards. He said to me, I'll drive the bus. There's a lady in our church. Christina said, I'll buy the bus before I reach the back door. I've had so many different preachers up there say, you know, Brother Treber, your church has literally changed our city. It was a crime capital until your buses started running in here. Thank God that somebody, several somebodies, and the church got behind it financially and answered the call. We will run a bus to that city. How can you come along and assist like these 12 tribes? Could you be a godly deacon? An Acts chapter 6 deacon? I'm talking about men that are full of the Holy Spirit of God. From our chairman and vice chairman, Brother Van Dyke and Brother Kissel, and so many deacons during these 11 weeks, they have risen up so faithfully on a regular daily basis. I've had deacons that are helping me and encouraging me and sending me notes and sending me texts and what can we pray for and what can we do or here's what we are going to do. Thank God that we have deacons like that. I want to say that's got to carry on over. The ushers, you are so ready to ush. I'm excited about it, to be there. The choir members, the orchestra, the Sunday school, the bus worker. Sunday school teachers, will you recognize you are a mere extension of this pulpit? Would you recognize you're going to go in there to train and to teach the Word of God to boys and girls and men and women? So very excited about it. Nursery worker. Say, well, we'll never go back to that. That's the first one, not next Sunday. We're going to open up. We're going to get the nurseries going again. Mothers, if you don't feel comfortable with it, hold your baby in church. I'll put up with the crying for a few moments. I promise you that. Housekeeping. I think of security and music and parking lot attendance. You know that God always has a way to raise people up. I thank God for this chapter.
what a blessing it's been for me to see it. But I'll tell you what we don't need in closing, and I know it's warm, that's why I'm trying to rush. We don't need a diatrophies ministry. Diotrephes in 3 John loveth to have the preeminence. We don't want a diatrophies ministry around here. I've got to be seen. I'm so special. I'm, I'm offended because you neglected me. I have a, another agenda. No, a diatrophies. He had it all for himself. I think of the Balaam ministry. Redefining how God wants it done. I don't want to redefine our church. I don't want to redefine what God's been doing for 45 years. It has worked. Don't toy with it. Don't change it. Don't change what we believe on the preserved Word of God, this old King James Bible. Don't, don't change. You say, well, I, I've got a Balaam ministry. I want to change the appearance of God's people. Don't you know what year it is? I know what year it is. It's 2020. It is May of 2020. I don't care when this book was written, God knew 2020 was coming. We don't need a Balaam ministry. We don't need a second Peter 2, 1 through 3, a false teacher ministry. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Don't follow the crowd that's going to draw you away from the things of God, the house of God. And don't follow the crowd that's going to draw you away from the North Valley Baptist Church. It's what a tragedy. We don't need a Demas ministry. His quest for the world. Having loved this present world, he wanted the world. We don't need the world. The world needs us. We don't need a Hymenus and Alexander ministry who are fighting the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy. We don't need a gossip ministry. The internet's taking care of that already. We don't, amen. We don't need a critical ministry. We don't need a deceitful ministry. We don't need a ministry that's sinful. I'm just simply saying, would you, as we come back into this great place called the North Valley Baptist Church, we come back to a great place. We need great workers to come with us. On your, your place where you sit next Sunday, won't be many, but they'll be with a rubber band around it, 10 gospel tracks. Would you take those tracks? When you come in and you find your spot and your name will be there, when you find your spot and say, I'm going to sit right here and take those gospel tracks and let's begin to say, well, people are a little bit shy about that. They're going to have to learn real quick to get over it. Why do you think God, why do you think God gave us the church? We've got to help this people get over the fear that they're facing on a daily basis. Oh, I'm not talking about being rude. If someone's uh, just say, I, I can't touch that. Then be very gracious. Say, that's okay. I totally understand. But you know, I find out there are going to be many that say, I'm looking for this. I was told, Brother Cooper, I don't know if I was told by you, but I forget the number, so maybe you could quote it tonight, that suicide is up by 50%. Is that in this state right here? It's up higher than that during this pandemic. I wonder how many people needed a gospel track but they had nowhere to look. I, I, wonder, I wonder how many people would have been saved had we gotten to them. 
I want you to know that this is a great ministry, but it needs great help. Would you look at the last verse? When all this chapter 12 is done and when all these people rose to the challenge, and all these people said, David, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to help you. We're going to get this thing going again. God gave us verse 40. The latter six words or seven words, there was joy in Israel. There was joy in Israel. All oh, the joy when we see everybody saying, I could drive a bus. I could be a mechanic on the bus. I could be a bus captain on the bus. I can wash the bus. I can clean the bus. I can fuel the bus. I can knock on doors for the bus ministry. I could teach a Bible lesson to boys and girls and men and women with a Bible. I could do that. I could sing in the choir. And I'm talking about going to choir rehearsal as well. I'm talking about, I'm talking about we're in this thing. As we live these last days, weeks, maybe months before his soon return. I truly believe we're getting one last window. I believe that preachers all over this country are excited about it. I believe it. I know we have some that are not. That's up to them. I know most say, I want to do more. I don't want to do less. I think you sat in the sun long enough. I have other things to say, but I think I'll end it right there. This is a great work, but it needs great helpers. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.